I came. Let's go to the party. <laughs> that was a good one. I think my favorite was um, oh, the look we're going for here is high status cunt. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From our two-month summer hiatus, it's Misan and my buddy, Nana. And this is, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're That's back. Right. I mean, back. we are back with a veg. It's not really. We're back with uh, some lighter fare, but I yeah. just, we're, we're talking of a movie that was utterly delightful to me. So oh I'm very God, excited. It was so good. It was so, it good. Was so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I really, like, I haven't felt that way about a movie, like, especially from Netflix in a while. So guys, we'll keep you, like, no more suspense. We're talking yeah. about the Netflix teen uh 90s a send up to the 90s like dark comedy do revenge yeah uh, it came out september 18th i think so like not that long ago like a week ago or something like that and yeah, then was... i watched it and we're so delighted i mean i am so so delighted that i watched it the day it came out then when we were doing it for the podcast i watched it again she like did. less she than did. two weeks later and i i, I still loved it so good it's so good i don't even know where to start nana where do you want to start um, I guess we could just start with just, just what the movie's generally about, like all that sure. stuff. Sure. Um, but oh yeah, I guess we should uh, see. It's been so long. We are hell yeah. First of yeah. all, yes. Oh, <laughs> we should we say, tell them why we do this show? You yes, want to tell them? We're, we're, Go ahead. We do Nana, a podcast called Hell Yeah. Um, it is generally about romance content, um, where we just gush, analyze, review whatever it may be, um, romance content. And the whole point of the podcast or how it started is that me and my friend, Misan. you say your name here. Yeah. Misan, um, <laughs> discovered that we both love romance. And we think that oftentimes, especially at the time we were talking about this, like it was just getting the short shrift. We have seen a renaissance of romance now. Not Beyonce's <laughs> really... renaissance. The, yeah. Another renaissance, not the uh, renaissance. And I think people are rediscovering it, but like during the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic, when we first um, wanted to do this podcast, we just felt there was a dearth of romance, uh, rom-coms. We were reading a lot of romance novels and we just wanted to talk about the classics. Um, I will say that, and, oh yeah, sorry. And the, the whole point, we haven't said this in a while, but it was like to look for pockets of pleasure, pockets of joy mm-hmm. that we found in romance content. Um Back to the back to the matter at hand. Let's talk about um, do revenge because I want to jump right into it. Let's like, do it. Th- Let's, oh this is God. oh yeah. Another disclaimer. Technically, I don't even know if this is an HEA. Kind of, it was an HEA, but I don't know if you consider this romance. But I don't care because we both love teen movies with like yeah. sort of and their romantic elements that all like yeah. come together from it. I will say yeah. this. I will say I think at its core, it is a love story. In the sense about, that it's not yes, about, yes. but it's about friendship. And you know yes, what? I don't I think we've done a, a story, like a romance, you know, type story that centers on friendship and the sort of like, it's the true. Top, 
the complicated piece of it. Like I, we did a little bit of that with Mr. Malcolm's list, our last episode in July. Yeah. We're aware. But like, we <laughs> yeah. like we're aware it's been two months. We, we all know. <laughs> um, but the, like in that episode, we talked a little bit about the complicated female friendship that we saw and how mm-hmm. you and I both had like different perspectives on it. Right. And lots of like, we like, we thought that was one of the more compelling pieces actually yes. of the story rather than the lack of chemistry between the two leads. Um, but I'm over it obviously I've let it go clearly um and so I find it interesting that like the sense the central love story was about this like love and this tension and friendship between these two women and it was layered and dark and like twisted and so entertaining so so that's my discovery that I I think this still fits yeah and we can get into it I think the the central romance or whatever relationship we want to say between these two women eh, I think they had a lot of chemistry. I think by the third act, the movie did get a little messy. Like yeah, I, it, something I fell apart there. I think yeah. the, but the like dynamism and the, you know, the dynamic between the two of them and their chemistry for the first like That's two thirds. It. Yeah. It, it really, it was like a very good, that was great. Um, it was like okay. sharp and tight. Yeah. So, okay. You want to go, you okay. want to do, do the plot quickly? Yeah, just like a brief plot summary. We have Drea Torres, who is played impeccably. I am now a total Camilla. I am like, I want to fall. I, I, like, I think I'm going to follow her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Can I tell I mean, you, Camilla Mendez, first of all, I started watching her on Riverdale, and then I yeah, got she was tired good of Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. I followed her initially Same. on Riverdale during Same. that whole, like, Riverdale, like, craze the first season. Riverdale started taking the piss, okay? Like, yeah. legit was doing too much. So I too said, much, you know what? I like Camilla Mendez. I like the woman that plays Betty. I'm blanking on her name. She's fantastic as well. But I can't, yeah. I can't follow any of this. But that, I let me tell you, Camilla Mendez, you're a star. She's a star. A star. You she- are a star, okay? And we will get into it, hopefully. But her line reads were perfection perfection honestly honestly (laughs) it's like i wish you guys could see the hand motions that both matt and i made like Uh, the same ones like literally like we're italians like it's like but i just haven't seen that kind of like mean girl bad girl charisma since like the 90s right she just last time i saw it was sarah freaking michelle geller and yeah yes okay yes yes that's the last time i saw like even like you know, um, Rachel McAdams was great as Regina George, but like but this was next level. Bite. This not that yes, bite. This, is, this bite is definitely like a taking a page out of SMG's book from yes. Cruel Intentions, which is why like, it's so cool that she was the headmaster mm-hmm. of this movie. Really cool. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, this is obviously freeform jazz version of our yes. podcast because we're just all over the place. We don't, I don't even have care. an outline, which is very weird for two type A people, guys. That's how you know we just we just needed to do this today. To we just needed out. to do this. No plan. Um, but Jaya Torres is now in the pantheon of like teen movie iconic girls right she's up there with Cher Horowitz she's up there Mm -hmm. with Taylor Vaughn she's up there with Regina George she's up there with from Cruel Intentions yes she's up there with I would even say I don't know like I would say Veronica Sawyer she had like a bit of Veronica Sawyer as well from the Heathers Mm -hmm. from Heathers like she just was an amalgamation of all of these iconic characters and so this time we have a woman of color so as she points out in the movie But uh, so Drea Torres is like type A perfectionist. Like she's very, I, I, there's so much Blair Waldorf in this. Like she's I such know. a type. Yes, yeah, so much. So like good. I actually feel like 
like we owe a debt to Leighton Meester for this game. Yeah, Leighton Meester, honestly, <laughs> another talent. Another talent. She's so good. She's so good. I oh, like. I wouldn't even get into why I'm upset that her career is not as big as Blake Lively because that's not the that is not the subject of this podcast episode. But trust and believe. Okay. There will be a moment where I get into that. Just not today. Okay. Anyway, so Drea okay. Torres is like overachieving. She goes to prep school in Miami. We normally don't see Miami in these movies, so big no. up to Florida. Representation um, for Nana, man. Pandering. Pandering. <laughs> um, but so she, but she, the thing about her is that she's a scholarship student. So she's not as wealthy as her peers. She's a very cultivated persona. She's dating Max, I don't remember his last name, played by Austin Abrams. Pin in it, I don't want to get off track, but we'll talk about the different characters because he's an interesting choice for like the heartthrob. But anyway, uh, he like, they're dating. She's like on top of the world. She's getting picked for Teen Vogue, blah, 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 blah thing. You know, like cool hottest teens under 16 or whatever the, the hell these people do um then she her boyfriend asked for you know some like nudes or something she sends it to a him they, yeah it, it is a sex tape yeah and yeah. it gets leaked um gets leaked she immediately suspects her boyfriend confronts him and because he's like the king of the school it causes like a fracture in, within their social group where she's now on the outside then mm-hmm. comes in she's like kind of stewing bitterly a la like even like i felt so little veronica mars you know like when veronica mm-hmm. mars is on the outside there's so much in here it's a rich there's text it's a rich text oh, so many yes, references pick em, pick em, pick em. <laughs> just pick them pick them pick them <laughs> <laughs> so she's she is stewing she's out at, at the outskirts or you know on the fringes and then in the summer during tennis camp, she meets someone named Eleanor. I don't remember anybody's last name except for Drea Torres, but Eleanor is played by Maya Hawk. Again, circling back, we'll discuss whether we think her performance is great. I can't figure out how where I land on that. Um, I have thoughts. <laughs> you have thoughts. Um, but like, they basically both realize that they've been wronged by two different people at school. They when they, they um Maya Hawk's characters transfers to their school senior year, they kind of run into each other and they come up concoct this plan where they're gonna quote unquote do revenge. One thing I wanna add here, again because this is a rich pop cultural text, is the premise of the movie is based on Patricia Highsmith's novel Strangers on a Train, right? Mm-hmm. And so Patricia Highsmith is the woman who wrote um, which might call it the talented Mr. Ripley. This is a, the strangers on a train is about two men who like, and I don't even remember, I saw this in college, but like one of them wants his wife killed. One wants his mother killed because he's like this closeted gay trope, you know, like in the fifties, yeah, it was yeah. always, so he had like yeah. a weird relationship with his mother. And so they like both plots, like do the other's murder so that nobody suspects it's them. This is like a Gen Z update of that, where instead of killing, they're like, you know, destroying people's reputations yeah yeah exactly they're going to destroy people's reputations and lives so they concoct this drea is going to destroy the life of some girl who allegedly um made up a rumor about uh eleanor saying that she was essentially like a sexual predator and when and um and then Eleanor is going to ruin Max's life, right? And so the whole movie kind of unfolds as these two girls are trying to concoct or quote unquote do revenge in the process because they're both like twisted, maladjusted teenagers who have this kind of wry. And this is where it feels very Heather's. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I forget the name of Christian um, Slater's character, but when he meets 
But when he meets Veronica Sawyer, played by Winona Ryder, they both kind of have this like outside perspective of like this whole school's like social hierarchy and the performative nature, the hypocrisy um, of how people are talking about suicides and stuff. We're going to expose them by like creating, like killing all the popular kids, right? So they concoct this, but it's based on them being outsiders and like being like observers of like sort of the teenage rituals. And so we have like the same dynamic with these two girls. So there's a lot of wry commentary on the social dynamics of their school about sort of like the hypocrisy of like, and social capital of like woke culture and all this stuff. And so Mm -hmm. it just plays, it sounds like it's like heavy and pretentious, like when you just say it, but it plays so delightfully. It's just like gleeful and like how it's so dark. Funny. It's yeah, so it's funny. it's so funny. And so like this is like I didn't get into all the plot elements, but this, but and we're gonna spoil things, so it's not for lack of spoil. I mean, I'm I just, sorry if you haven't seen it. I don't know what to tell you. And like, honestly, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you know that we don't care about spoilers. Most yeah, we're gonna, things, but so we're, gonna we're gonna get into it. I think the first thing we can discuss. I don't know. There's so much. I think the first thing I want to say is um, the fashion. I thought the fashion. Oh my god. Was- Drea it was like looked Drea. so good. It reminded me of Clueless. It reminded me of reminded me so and much Clueless. of Clueless and Blair World World after Wardrobe and Gossip Girl actually. It, yeah, and it's like it it's like it's almost like a feast, like a feast for your eyes. Like that's yes. how I felt like it was Clueless. Watch. You know, like I remember yeah. I remember when I was like. I think it was Clues came out when we were in fifth grade and mm-hmm. the outfits, the pastels, the like yeah. the bright palette and just sort of the like the intricate sort of thought out, how well thought out the styles were. Right. Like mm-hmm. with the socks, like the knee socks with the yeah, shoes and everything was just the, yeah. and the plaid. Minis- everything was so well put together that it was almost like you couldn't even process everything that was happening in each individual outfit with one watch. Right. Like mm-hmm. Clues is a type of movie over and over. Every time I see it, I notice something even cuter or something more delectable yeah. about what they wear and this yeah. movie's the same like even the second watch I would like notice earrings she wore or how she accessorized certain things yeah, her ear- she um, had great earrings great, great earrings. earrings one thing I will say that I read I think it was in a time um, magazine article is that Camilla Mendes had like a lot of um input in the Into wardrobe, the wardrobe. Um, yes that would make and sense when, to me actually I think she's a very fashion like person yes and one thing that they mentioned which I noticed in the second watch is that intentionally as she becomes more unhinged her wardrobe choices become like more sort of out there and yeah. so like you know when she goes to the, I think it's when she to goes rehab. to the party oh, oh yeah oh, well the- I think it even when she goes to the party, she's wearing that like yellow. It doesn't look bad, but it's like but it's so deviates. Like, it yeah. deviates from that like sort of Her perfect preppy palette. look, yeah. right? Yeah. And it and it's and it's bright yellow. And so like even I think we could spend a lot of time on the costumes. I think it's interesting because like I don't know how I felt about Maya Hawke's Eleanor's. Like Eleanor is supposed to be Her very fashion forward. But I thought it was terrible. I hated it. I hated it. Like it looked bad. It was like it didn't fit very well. It looked like you know what it looked like? You know, like certain people, and maybe this was the intention behind it, but yeah. you know, people who have money and so the clothes look like you could tell that they were probably designer expensive, but it didn't look like someone who had taste, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, and maybe so that, that that's the whole character because she was exactly. putting on a persona that wasn't actually her, right? Yeah. Um, but you know who I thought looked was it like, first of all, just an aside, I mean, I'm just coming in and talking, but. Who's yeah, fashion yeah. I liked, um, and also like even though it just it was like it was very much like a particular sort of like um, 
there's like a clear formula with what she wore all the time was I'm blanking on her name. Um, but Max's sister, Gabby, Gabby's fashion. Yes, I really I liked her Gabby's too. fashion. Also, it was like I that kind Gabby of boy. Was super, yeah. Like that boyish look or whatever. Yeah. So, so, so hot. So hot. So, so hot. sexy. So I was like, hot. wait a second. She kind of had, you know, she had a lot of games. She had a so lot of swagger. So Such swagger. swagger. I didn't oh know white God. girls could have swagger like that. I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. I was like, first of all, how could dare you have this much swagger as a senior in high school? Aren't no, you she's a baby? not a senior. She's or younger. Junior. She was yeah. like a junior or sophomore. As a baby lesbian? Yeah. Wow. She hasn't yeah. reached her final form. She has dangerous in her 30s. I know. Because she had like a little bit of like a stud thing where she would be yeah. wearing kind of like the sports bras and the long yeah, shorts. And the, the, the color palette. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, had a little bit of surfer, but it was And still then the kind backwards of bright. cap. Yes. A, oh. I say, you know what, Gabby? I see, I see why Eleanor is fixated. I see what you're doing. You're really pulling it off. Honestly, <laughs> good for you. Gold star. Yes. Gold star. And I liked her, like, um, there's something about that actress, like her look and her vibe that kind of reminded me of like Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, like little... I totally see yes, that. Yes, you know what I, I totally mean? So she even that. even yeah. like her face felt like the nineties, you know, because it was like mm-hmm. it was like reminiscent of yeah. this like actress who had been like a big teen actress at the time. Totally. And so yeah, every everything about this and I mean this was this was millennial catnip. This was made for us. Like so the clothes, I was just like I felt like a ten year old girl just being like drooling like my eyes were drooling from the outfits and then the music like I I, I got it like I mean the movie like the beginning of the movie at the party they're playing OG Robin not like cool like electro dance music Robin they're playing uh, do you know what it takes that's the one that they play do you know what it takes to love me so they're playing that that's like the ultimate 90s pop song that we have like at some point there's playing mighty mighty boss tones knock on wood which i think appeared in clueless right oh interesting i forgot about that. yeah we need to do clueless by the way that has to be that we have to do clueless like let me like they also when they played fat boy slim i was like okay yes they did the fat boy slip uh, at the very end at the very end it was perfect too because it was at that part like their party their big like debaucherous party it was amazing Really? Well, and it's also the song that they played in Cruel Intentions in the scene where uh, Catherine's character gets outed for being a hypocrite, yeah. and she's oh, like, for- wrote- "Yes, I forgot about a- that." So that's a clear, the same thing. A it was clear a total, reference, a clear total reference. cribbing, yeah, total cribbing, yeah. even more than uh, reference. Actually, like actually, just cribbing. Yeah, like it, well, you know, it was. It's no- okay. That was. It's all right. Little, but it was on little, purpose. This is. Yeah, this it is wasn't like, like they leaning into it. It was like a total love letter. I'm trying to think of other songs that like. But I'm a I bitch was, at the end was so on the nose that I didn't. I'm even a mind bitch. It. They played Bittersweet Symphony at some point, but and that's a song. That's a song that we also was um, which might call it in Cruel Intentions, right? That's right. That's right. Um, we also had that song, um, Flagpole Sitta, that was in the both the faculty and like I try to think what of. I think that was a. That was a- it was in the faculty. It was in American Pie. That's another one. Oh, that that's why it's not yes. so familiar. American yes. Pie. Honestly, so, there's I, so many different songs that they played that were calling me back to different times. Like yes. other movies that I'd seen that I enjoyed. It felt like it, it felt like it was it was like it was designed to a, sort of evoke a feeling of nostalgia as you yes, watched 100%. it. Yes, hundred percent. And they really leaned into it. But what? But it could sort of that could have flopped. But what they did really well is like they evoked nostalgia in you and actually still had like 
the actual like the, the, they're obviously cribbing from a lot of different types of source material yeah. that we're all very familiar with but they actually did it in a way that was really really very well done that I was entertained so I didn't mind being like okay you're calling me to this you're calling like that I was like you know what I like it I see what you're doing and you're I- doing it well so I don't mind I like, I think one of it is because it was so intentional, right? And so, yeah. like, literally using the same, like, like so much of this came from Cruel Intentions, right? So, like, even using the song uh, that, like, like, evoking the same exact emotion in each yeah. scene, right? Yeah. So, like, doing that. I think another thing that worked for this movie is that even though it was, like, millennial, like, catnip in terms of the nostalgia, it was updated in that it felt Gen Z again I'm not Gen Z so I could be totally yeah, wrong yeah, but yeah. At, but at, <laughs> but at least like the the central sort of plot or like the problems that they were dealing with felt like more specific to now right and yeah. so one of the, the, the I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is that um, Max is supposed to be this like sort of narcissist, rich, preppy white boy who gets whatever he wants, which is a character that we've seen through all these movies, right? But like in the 90s, that character, like let's think of like Paul Walker and like yeah. she's all that or something. Yeah. He he relishes his privilege. He his his whole sort of cachet is built on putting himself on Mount Olympus and being like, mm-hmm. I'm better than you. I have a rich yeah. daddy. What I thought was interesting is now the cool guy like what what gives you social clout or cachet now is like a certain amount of like wokeness and inclusiveness like I don't and even so want, I don't even want all this I just want to go back I was like first yes of all. and so the fact that he that that like that was that those were the social norms or mores that he used to manipulate his ca- classmates I thought was such a good twist on like so the well 90s done. he's like I don't even it's like oh my god the burdens of being the class yes. president and then being so and having all of this I just want to go backpack in Europe with my camera. I'm like, you're a liar. And liar. Then, like, what was and what was the name of his the, the group that so, and so basically when he um Oh my god, the name of that group I have to find yes, it. Yeah, I I have it. So okay. he basically when he releases the you know, we spoiler alert, he did leak the Yeah, um, I mean you see video. him going to Snapchat recording and leaking it, like you know. Yeah, so he leaks it. Um and then she, you know, lashes out at him and then of course he like plays victim and he's like I don't know what you're talking about but because of what this experience that happened to me I realized like how important it is to like you know support women so he creates a group called the cis hetero men champion <laughs> female identifying students <laughs> I die <laughs> Honestly, he was such a good villain. He, he was, was so such good. a good villain. He, was like, so, I, and he wasn't dumb. He was so smart. He, he was, was so smart. smart. Like, you he believe so, he would get into Yale even, like, yeah, he got in with daddy's money, but also he would get in, like, like, because you know what happens now? Like, the really wealthy kids, and, I mean, we'll, we won't speak of where we went to school because apparently it's still supposed to be a secret, but the really mm-hmm. wealthy kids that go to those type of schools that they're talking about in this movie that Nan and I might be familiar with, like what's always so interesting like at this point it's not like they're like you know like maybe in the 90s or in 80s like oh they're like these like dumb jocks or whatever all of these kids are super smart yes they're all really smart and they have daddy's money so like it's like this combination that's just like wow wow not what are you gonna do them. with that they have a, all of a them number, every a single number one of them, them. none of them no, are dummies we, guys no not we one definitely is a dummy. we definitely they're not george w bush dummies. guys I mean, we no, definitely we went to school. No, with some we dummies. definitely. I mean, we went to school. Some dummies. <laughs> that's true. But what I'm saying is, like, the like the ones that with real, like, the ones with like real power, or like, you know, what I, like, we know you'd you'd assume that the people that have like they're super privileged and have a lot of money because of their family, like family wealth, like you assume that they're resting their laurels and just be dummies. More often than not, I mean, we do go to school with some dummies. 
they actually were also really smart. So it was just like, no wonder you're at the top. Which is what Max is. Like, he's really smart. He knows what he's doing. Key manipulator. Also has a lot of money. And that, like, it's like, no one is able to see through him because he appeals to like all of their like deepest sort of insecurities. And he knows how to like, Yes, he's How, a master like, manipulator and a narcissist. The entire group yeah. at, his, at his will. It's fantastic. I really can we jump to the end? Or you're not ready? Yet? Yeah, you could. Yeah, we could. I really, I really liked sort of at the end when it's like the big reveal. Mm-hmm. of you know how much he like also of course because of course he's smart enough to figure out what uh, Drea and Eleanor are doing. He's not an idiot to figure it out. And he says to Dre, he's like, you know what? I, you are. A psychopath. What is it? Psychopath or sociopath? You're sociopath. I think sociopath. Sociopath. The psychopath and sociopath. Sociopath is one that's super manipulative. Sociopath. You're a sociopath who doesn't, who stops at nothing to use whoever is around them to get what they want. And you know what? I recognize that in you because I'm exactly the same. And the problem is like, rather rather than like have us like bond and come together because you know what? I honestly, secret, not secretly. I like another movie that would be interesting is if they both recognize how they're both like like sociopaths like that, and then they become this like sort of like unbeatable force manipulating everybody at will. That's an interesting. But I think I, I think so. That's what watch. that's what like cruel intentions is. That's what a lot of these sort of things are. I know, but I think I what like I liked, movie. but what he says, which I think is interesting, he's like, for most people, like they would be delighted to meet their clone, but you and I, we want to bury them, right? I and know. so they're they're both so. They're both two, they're two people who are so large in their ambition and their desires and their need for power that like they can't mutually exist. Right. Um, And I think what's interesting, I don't know, we could, we could actually spend a lot of time getting into the relationship, but like, I think she, like she, her like ascendance, like really threatened him in a way that yeah. was kind of it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of these type of people are, are like this where they want you to ascend to a certain point because it's a reflection of them mm-hmm. but then there's a moment where you like you may not need them anymore yeah. and so that like infuriated him but then she also recognized yeah. yes but she, but she always recognized what the deal was with him too because at some one point she's like uh, you know he's great as long as you you play the role that he wants you to yeah, be, and I exactly. thought I was doing that, and so yeah. it, it does give you a hint that there there was this dance between the two of them. And actually, oh god, this is going to be a mess. We have to edit it. But what he was saying about like kind of discover plucking her out of obscurity mm-hmm. also reminded me a lot of like uh, what's his name, Mike Dexter, or whatever the guy from um uh what movie uh. Uh, can't hardly wait and then Amanda uh, what's her name how this guy is like I saw this girl who was a nobody and I made you popular but like we have now have this like female character who has way more agency and it's like what did she do with that popularity was that she like used it to like get to the top of the social ladder and what I did like about her which is very Blair Waldorfy, was that it was never the end was never high school popularity yeah, it, was it was always Yale, Yale it was always Harvard Yale Law. yeah that was it Yale at yeah. Harvard Law the, okay so we have uh Max who I think is an incredible villain we have Drea so who had like she's I mean the other thing you can't figure out is like is Drea a terrible person and I think the yes. answer is a little bit of yes she is <laughs> I adore I her she, anyway, but she's a terrible person. <laughs> like, I, I gotta say some of the lines she says that are just so hilarious to me. When she, like, gets Sophie Turner, um, what should I call it? Also, Sophie Turner, do more comedy, okay? Yeah, Sansa she was Stark, good. 
You were hilarious. Your line reading was perfect. I don't do cocaine. I don't yeah. even know what it is. <laughs> oh my god, she was fantastic. Anyway, like she just had all these like under her breath kind of things, or like when she got Sophie Turner's character um put into rehab, Erica and she's Adam. like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like, pray for peace, or she's like, pray for, like, she's pray like, for Erica. Pray, let's pray for Erica that she does the peace. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or what like, what else did she say? When when they're all sitting by the fountain, also the fountain is like a nod to scream how all the cool mm-hmm. kids sat by the fountain there but she's like that girl's like saying some shit she's like you got some you have some grape in your teeth there was like just all their little yeah. like snide little yeah, remarks she like she, she she is she's just a mean girl and I almost I felt like this movie was what like because at the end of the day this is like a mean girl who takes another girl out of uh, from under her wing and that girl turns around and tries to destroy her right yeah. and so it was almost like what if we were watching mean girls from like um what you might call it Regina, Regina George's, George's perspective, perspective yeah. you know that's like what this almost felt like we're getting like a glimpse into this character who's highly effective highly intelligent highly manipulative um and you know is like met in a moment of weakness or vulnerability right yeah. and so she decides to put her trust in this other person yeah um, which is a mistake let's and let's talk about Eleanor how about we get into Eleanor Yes, let's get into Eleanor. I don't have as much to say about Eleanor. She still feels super opaque to me. Like, she. You know what? Part of it might have been Maya Hawke's performance. No offense yeah. to the to the, the uh, you know very like cool looking offspring of Ethan Hawke and Lily Thurman, <laughs> yeah. but like I don't know. She's no. Yeah, like she's no Cami Mendez. She's no Cami Mendez. Yeah, like from what I read, she was supposed to be a little opaque, but I feel like it's because obviously she's like running a scam, right? Yeah. And actually, when you go back and watch the movies, you see her like the one thing that she does really well is that she like has these very subtle sort of like reactions to what I um, noticed Drea something says. off when Drea had her like head on her chest when she was crying, and then she was like making a fate like. I don't know, like, and she was comforting Drea because she was crying about how it still hurt about what happened to Max. Um, And then, like, Eleanor had, I was like, oh, is something going on here? This is before the plot twist, right? I was like, oh, that's interesting. What's going on here? Yeah. So I I noticed that. Yeah, and even there's, like, a moment where, you know, she's like, oh, the thing with um, narcissists is like that they don't know that you're actually scamming them and she yeah, kind of gives her a little look yeah, there's just like yeah. a lot of moments and yeah. where she's like oh there's this girl who made me miserable and she kind of looks at her expectantly um, and so there are these moments where you're like you can catch that she's like trying to like play with Drea and see if mm-hmm. Drea is catching on to the fact that she's like scamming her so I did yeah. think that was a was good but the character herself it just like her motivations, I guess she wanted revenge, but she didn't feel like really like vibrant or lived no. in or like tangible no. the way that Camilla, um, what's her name, Drea felt. And in fact, like, I, I think this might be the time to talk about it. Like, I, I feel like the movie, the third act, when like it starts to become this kind of like sh- shifting alliances constantly you know I I forget what movie it is where it's like now I have the gun actually no I'm on like there's like a movie that's almost like a parody where it's like oh no like I'm actually a double 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 agent like that's almost what it felt like (laughs) it was like okay and so when they go to the party Andrea is like supposed to be taking her friends down because like like because like she's blackmailed into it by Eleanor and then she's like oh actually Eleanor is that Nora girl who was like we all made fun of and then I think Maya Hawk's character is she sad about it I couldn't even tell like was she, she was sad she's like, she was like hurt and sad and she ran out of the room and, I was and like, she ran out of the room but it's like that's very 
We're, you're like a revenge mastermind. If it were like, Drea, that would, Drea would never do that. Drea would stick yeah. to whatever. Like if Drea had blackmailed you to come to that party to expose your friends and then have it all be traced to you on the IP address on your computer, Drea would not cry if you outed her from what happened in, in, in day camp. Like just like making fun because I, I, I just, just felt like. just her, yeah. Like, I felt like this do? character was, like, supposed to be hardened, you know, like, because there's a scene where she, like, goes to the kitchen and she's like, aha, I'm, like, now reveal who, like, my real evil and self is. She has a little bit of swagger. Yeah. She's making and I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, Yeah, but then she goes back to being, like, the little sad sack, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Drea is like, oh, that was really bad of me. I'm sorry. We should be friends. What? It was, like, total whiplash. Like, it's so much changed in such a I short know. period of time. I there was, and I so I, know, like, yeah, I agree. There's something that was just, like, it wasn't a sharp as the rest of it it wasn't sharp although i did all. love when max came in and just sort of did his old big evil villain speech. yeah that he, he was he chewing it. he was chewing the shit out of that he scenery. did it so well <laughs> when she was like you're a devil he's like wait that's an insult to my entrepreneurial spirit and I'm yeah like, you know what that is right that reduces your talent and you shouldn't stand for it i agree <laughs> And then he did like the slow clap, which was very, I think, again, that was, I think that was Scream where Matthew Lillard is just like doing the slow clap or Skeet Ulrich or one of them. But like, he I, know, had I think that, that like, also happens in Cruel Intentions. I don't yeah, know why. I think I think it, it, yeah, like Ryan Phillippe does this, the, the slow clap in Cruel Intentions as well. I know. But it's like, it just was so hammy and villainous, and I loved him for it. I just like, was the, I, honestly, he did, I thought that actor did such a great job. I really enjoyed it. Like, his whole thing was like, the like of course, that is who is the golden boy of yes. a 2022 high school. Yes. Of course, it's you with your hair like that, with like those like your earrings, earrings like it's both like of your, your ears, your pears, your nails, your nails are painted. You're like a manic pixie dream boy. Of course. Yes. Of course, of course you were the president of the whole school. But what I love about the movie or its commentary is at the end of the day, we can have, we can like sort of, we can learn the language of like, you know, sociology and intersectionality and gender awareness and all that stuff. But like the arbiters of power still remain to be these rich white guys right so after all of that it's still like they're handing over all this power to this rich white guy like his girlfriend go ahead his girlfriend who's his girlfriend like we could say believe women and all that stuff right but we obviously just believe the man who then tells us to believe woman and there is literally a woman who you should be believing but they don't right and so there's like i felt like they just co-opt the language which is exactly what happens in broader society (laughs) as we speak (laughs) Which is so depressing, but here yeah. we are. Also, so I side- the- oh, go ahead, finish your. Thought. I was just saying, I thought the movie did a good job about that. I also like. I mean, I don't know how. Maybe I did liked or didn't like, but you know how like his best friend was still a black guy who kind of just said like random like blang blang or whatever yeah. kind of lie, and so there's still just like the cool black friend like I felt like it like used a lot of the same tropes as the 90s but they kind of like try like kind of subverted them or maybe subverted what we think has changed about our society but maybe has well, not that changed. much though because yeah. like, why are the black hair and maybe you know maybe this is me because I'm a black woman but why are the black characters still sort of like the best friends to, yes to <laughs> I mean anyway I just <laughs> I like why couldn't Maya Hawk's character be like a you know a black woman that you know came and was ready to do revenge maybe that's too much to see as a villain we want Nissan do you really you want every character to be black calm down no I'm kidding <laughs> I want every you want, character to you be want black, Ariel to be but black, but I want lead characters to be black. Make all the lead characters black. Make them black. All of them. 
<laughs> and her uh, her best fr- her best friend was black. It is interesting that like the rich best friend who subsidizes her entire social le- like I know. Status I really is wanted more of Tara. I, was I did. Sad. I was sad. I was sad they didn't become like a little like Bessie trio or something. Because even like even when like they're like hooking up in his room and he's like he wants to have sex and she's like oh I miss Drea and he's like you're gonna talk about her right now. She's like but I miss her. It's weird that she's not here. He's like well we're about to have sex. It's super weird. She's like oh then we're not having sex. So I was like, yeah. oh wait, Tara, there's more, maybe. Yeah. And we didn't, and we didn't, we didn't get more out of her, which was a bummer. Yeah. And again, like in, in a nineties movie, like that character, those girls would have been like sort of bitter rivals to the end. Right. But yeah. now it's like, rah, rah, there's like female friendship. And at the end yeah. of the day, she like acknowledged what she did was wrong. And then she like sort of bonded with her friend again. So they're like nice little updates. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to say a side note, Rishi Shaw play, who played Russ. Oh, yes. he have you seen Miss yeah. Marvel? She, he's in it. He's like playing. Oh, he is so fine. He's he so sexy. So, Good okay, freaking Lord, he's sexy. And another great Camilla Mendes line read. She's like, our chemistry is incredible. I was really glad I was sitting on this towel. I, but I had to get that. <laughs> Oh, wait, his name is Rich Shaw. I'm sorry, Rish. Your name is Rich Shaw, not Rishi. Rish Shaw. She's like, I'm really glad I'm sitting on this towel. I was like, whoa, it's going to be that kind of movie. Okay, okay, okay. And you know what I love, though? You know what I really enjoyed? When, like, first of all, like, I mean, because the mermances were not the central part, so they just, like, start kissing with their, like, love interests, and, like, that's yeah. when they're, and it's yeah. not a big deal. Like, they just, like, sort of, like, fall into each other, and I thought that was really well seamless and seamlessly well done i enjoyed though when she was hanging out with him in her room yes and then this was like the line reading from you know how i opened the episode she sitting with him in her room and he was like oh like you know distract me and then he goes to eat her out and you know a lot yeah. of times i haven't be like really good at it but she's just busy faking it and then she's like yeah i can't like, let's go to a party and it's not like, that he's not hot and she doesn't really like him and whatever but sometimes some people just aren't that good at it and he's oh, I, yeah i Yes, that. But I also thought it was more like she's like, I got, I'm a bitch that got, I got an agenda. I got things. I know, but I think, yeah, like just hurry up. But also, like maybe you know, he's still learning. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's still learning. I also, I did love how their first date was a reminiscent of Ten Things I Hate About You. I know. (laughs) I love that reference so much. I'm so glad you brought it up. I was like, oh wow. You know how you know how we feel about Ten Things I Hate About You, Rom Squad. Great. Oh god. But yeah, uh, Rasha. I just like, and it's so interesting. He's gonna be a him. star. He has to be a star. I just he's looked how up how old he is. He's twenty six years old. You're a very sexy young man. Anyway, he came in <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fifty. Like I'm fifty. But anyway, so he came in, and then there was a moment where he's like standing next to Max, and I'm like, yeah. wow, outclass, outshine. Yeah. Like, what's your story, Russ? Let me hear more. You're like, I you know. know, the cool. He had all these tattoos. I was like, listen. Like another movie would focus on that. If this were a rom com, would yeah. focus on their love story. But you know what? It's okay. It's right. Yeah, yeah. His, he's enough. interesting because he's clearly like a rich. He's a rich kid because his dad like buys out like warehouse. Like that warehouse that he just gave him. Like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But he, but he like acknowledges being like a person of color because there was like that nod. He's big. I get that. Like you're not in the same situation. Believe me. Like that kind yeah, of thing. Like, I'm aware. Yeah. That, yeah. But, and then he's like a hot guy whose best friend is like the gay vegan farmer girl. So I like know. it was just like, what? What's your deal? Tell I, I, me I, more, Rush. Tell, tell me. Tell me more information. They, they had 
great chemistry. Like their little barbs you know? that they would exchange oh my God. back and forth. It was like crackling. I was so into crackle, it. So like crackle, when they started crackle. making out, I was like, of course you're making out. Of course yes. you should have sex. This needed to happen. Yes. Like yes. I'm glad it happened when it did. All right. Okay. I, okay. So Eleanor and Gabby though. Eleanor and Gabby. Gabby has chemistry. swag. Gabby but has I don't know. swag Eleanor, for days. Gabby Eleanor has swag. I was like, Gabby, like, I feel like you, first of all, I think you're wasted on Eleanor. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not right. You're wasted on Eleanor. I don't know who I would pair you up with, but I just, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed sort of their like, you know, they had banter. Yeah. It was cute, yeah. but the chemistry was not the same. No. Yeah, and I think I wonder if me, like, maybe like you know maybe maybe in another movie it would have been um, Dre and Eleanor like falling in love or whatever like maybe that would have been interesting like maybe but I I still think like whatever chemistry is missing from Maya Hawk or like sorry Gabby and Eleanor it was whatever I think was missing from Maya Hawk's character which was like I yeah. just couldn't. Get yeah, no, my arms around you. Like, what? I who agree. are you? Yeah. You know. I don't even think Maya Hawk knew really. Her, yeah, honest. that was so, like that was the one thing. I, I I don't know if she was a bad actress or I shouldn't say bad actress. I don't know if there was like a deficiency in that area or like yeah, maybe the sure, writing of that character. Yeah, there's something it's, missing. I there was agree. something missing. And just a shout out to Sarah Michelle Gellar as a headmaster, uh, yes, mistress, fantastic. I love yes. your little reference to being Buffy, talking about how, like, you know, being 17 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, like, I was like, that's a good nod. I enjoyed that. And then yeah. I just want to say one more thing. First of all, she finally gets it. And maybe this is maybe this is my type A, you know, and this is how I, like, respond to things. But she finally gets into Yale or has a chance to get into Yale. She's like, oh, I don't even care anymore. Where are you going to go to school? She's going to go to Yale. I think she just is it. She's just saying like it's not a big deal to her anymore. But I think she's still gonna go to Yale. But she didn't tell her headmistress to make the call. You think she's gonna make that call? I hope so. But did she tell her? I okay. So I maybe I just interpreted. I interpreted it as, her like, being like, oh, she doesn't care. She's not going to Yale. Like, don't even call. That's what uh, I interpreted, I interpreted that it as her being like ambivalent, and then her headmistress is being like, do whatever you want in life. But like, I felt like they left it open, and like, truthfully, everything we know about that character, she's going to Yale. Do you know what I mean? I hope so. I hope so. I that's that's the Yale. thing that did not ring true for me. And then I was looking in the recaps, you know, of course, this is, yeah. you know, before we got on, and they're like, oh, she decides she doesn't care about Yale. She just goes off into the sunset. I'm like, okay. But after the sunset, and they're in yeah. that like, little sexy Mercedes Roaster, which is a great car. Love that. Great, great moment for their friendship. Honestly, fantastic. But that will be May. Then what happens yeah. in September? <laughs> she yeah. still needs to go to school because she wants to be a yeah. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I I think, I mean, I don't know. I think I was just maybe projecting. I just kind of felt like the, her quote unquote lesson was like, okay, not all your identity is tied to like the school or whatever. But I didn't see her like flat out rejecting it. It was just like she wasn't going to stress about it in the I moment. Yeah. You know? Okay. But I who knows? For you, Drea Torres. I really do. Because her friend got it. into Brown and some Columbia. other Ivy. So Columbia. Yeah. So she's going. They're all Yeah, going I mean, exactly. Eleanor was cool. No one ever learned to want to go to graduation. So Drea, I certainly hope. Anyway, I, you know what? You're right. I trust. I trust it. She did, yeah. Also, her, like, mom who's, like, working nights to, like, get her to prep school is, like, your ass is going to Yale. Yeah, no, so don't, don't worry about it. You're exactly right. Her mom would yeah, not She's nonsense. going to her Yale. Mom, don't like, worry. Like, the headmistress would be like, oh, I talked to your mom and I, she, she said that I should call. You're exactly yeah. right. Actually, <laughs> so right. that is, you know what? That is our headcanon. That's how this movie ended. Yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> Definitely. Okay, yeah, that's so all I, I got. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. It was just a lot of excited rambling. Hopefully you got something from that. Oh, sorry. Last, last reference movie. I just felt there was a lot of Jawbreaker in that as well. I know. I forgot like, to talk about Jawbreaker. Yes. I'm so glad you brought it up. There was a lot yeah. of Jawbreaker. A lot yeah. of jawbreaker. There was. A we lot need of more dark. T- the, I mean, okay. This is the last thing we can say before we leave. I think as much as I love teen movies and the bubblegum pop and like mm-hmm. the romance or whatever, I actually like feel. Yeah. I feel like the dark teen comedy is the best. Like Heather's yeah. Mean Girls, Jawbreaker, this. Like I really love those like visceral sort of like takedowns of like yeah, high school culture, and I just think that this does a fantastic job of it wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree yeah all right guys we've talked way longer than we thought we were going to talk so we're not going to do our usual format of an hea we're going to end this here and say we're happy to be back we miss you guys we'll see you on the next episode bye yay bye Bye.